to Totalus Rankium. This week, Amelianus. And welcome to our festive edition of Roman Emperor's Italus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustulus. This is episode 38, Aemilianus. Aemilianus. Now, how come it's Aemilianus, not Aemilianus? I don't know. I just say it that way. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Could be Aemilianus. Um, that just sounds weird, though. But Pupianus was completely straight. And yeah, but I wasn't with an A, and it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, Emilianus? We could go for Emilianus. Well, I recorded Emilianus. Well, sorry, the, the guy recorded Emilianus. So. Oh, we're going Emilianus, then. Let's to. go for that. Right, you, okay. get angry. And as you said, festive. Yeah. It should, if all goes according to plan, be released on Christmas Eve. Mm. So you're probably listening to this Christmas morning as all your family are opening presents around you and you've slyly got one headphone in. Yeah, and your friends go, shh. <laughs> And you're opening your present. It's a Totalis Rankian mug. Oh. oh, available in all good stores. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a local Walmart. Right, festive edition. So I mm. thought we'd do something a bit special. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We are going to do a festive visual theme for this episode. Uh, th I thought this would be hard as a podcast. How can we make this seem more festive? And I realised it's actually far easier. All you need to do as a listener throughout this whole episode is imagine Emilianus in a Father Christmas hat. Yes. And there you go, all of a sudden it's festive. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> Apart from that, we'll just roll on as normal, but um, with that slight festive twist. If you're listening to this in the future and it's not near Christmas, then you can obviously decide to take that hat off or maybe replace it with Easter bunny ears or, oh, yeah. or yeah. No. Halloween. <laughs> Do something for that. Fancy a turkey. Yeah, yeah, there's all sorts you could do. Yeah. Right, still no Historia Augusta. We get Aww. it back next episode, which is what I said last episode, but then I forgot about Emilianus. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons that will soon become evident. Okay. Yeah, so let's do a quick recap of the crisis of the third century. Death. Death. Okay, here we go. Severans collapsed when Thrax killed Alexander. Yes. The Senate hated Thrax, so they fought against him. Gordian I and II revolted against their will and died within three weeks. <gasps> Balbinus and Pupianus took over <laughs> and defeated Thrax, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> they were in turn killed by the Praetorians, who felt a bit left out at this point, because yeah. they hadn't killed anyone for oh, at least six months. So um, Gordian III was put on the throne. Philip and his brother killed Gordian III. Yep. Philip had a tough time, wanted to quit, so Decius saved the day. He went up north, he killed a bunch of Goths. Then he comes down south, and then he kills Philip. Decius then becomes the emperor, goes up north again to kill some more Goths, but this time dies. Yeah. His son, Hostilian, becomes the emperor for yep. all of the time it took him to realise he had scary bubble wrap disease. Mm. He died. Gallus takes over. In his reign, the east is about to fall to the Persians. Yes, it is. Sharpor is on the warpath. Revolts are taking place around the empire. He hears a report that Emilianus is revolting in the Danube region. So, Ooh. if you remember, he wrote to Valerian, who was in on his wine tour yes. on the Rhine. Yeah, that's Rhine Shack. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. And as yeah, yes, Valerian for help. Then Emilianus marches down towards Rome and kills Gallus. Emilianus is the emperor. Ooh. Right, so that, that's the quick recap, yeah. because a lot of stuff's going on with the crisis, just make it clear. So now let's do the biography of Emilianus. 
He was born Marcus Aemilius Aemilianus. Oh. Yeah, not good, is it? Ridiculous name. <laughs> yeah. In 207 or 213 <laughs> in the African province on an island just off modern-day Tunisia or in Libya. Okay, so Tunisia or Libya. In 207 or 213. Or maybe they're two different people, who knows? But that's more detail than we've had for a while. So yeah, that's true, yeah. That's quite good, isn't it? Dates and places. Yeah. At some point, he married a woman named Cornelia Supera. Oh, Supera. 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 Let's go for Supera. I like that. It sounds like a like, really strong cling film. Super rap. That's probably what Dexter used. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was also African, therefore it's likely that they married before Emilianus left the province, so when he was okay. quite young. All we know for certain is that he had risen to a rank where he was in command of the Danube legions during the reign of Gallus, and that is it. So we might have some birth dates and approximation of where he was born, but we know nothing about his early life whatsoever. Okay, that's good. Is good a shame. After 251, it was Emilianus's job to secure peace in the region of the Danube. Gallus, if you remember, was busy preparing to fight Charpor in the east. Yes. Yes. Needs to be done. Someone needs to go and sort that man out. Mm. Gallus thinks he's that man. I'm the man. He's not that man. I'm not that man. <laughs> no. <laughs> According to one source, Emilianus was already plotting to overthrow Gallus at this point. Oh, really? Point. Yes. In 253, Caniva, Caniva, the conniving Gothic king, announced that they had not received the payments that Gallus had promised. Do you remember Gallus? Yeah, he sold it, didn't he? Yeah, after Decius died in the swamp battle. <laughs> yeah. Gallus went, please go away, we'll pay you money, and that's yep. why no one likes him. Mm. Yeah. So Caniva says, you didn't keep up with your payments. Mm. Didn't consolidate them into one easy package, obviously. No, yeah. No. And he's not thinking about the interest as well. Oh, no, it's terrible. So, um, the Goths invaded. Mm. As they do. We've got no idea whether they'd found behind in their payments or not. It was probably just pretext to invade yet again. Nice excuse. So, the Goths invaded. Now, this is according to Zosimus, one of our rare sources. Zosimus. So, the Goths invaded until Emilianus, commander of the Pannonian legions, endeavouring as much as possible to encourage his troops, whom the prosperity of the barbarians had so disheartened that they durst not face them, and reminding them of the renown of Roman courage, surprised the barbarians that were in the neighbourhood. Boo! Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. snuck up behind them, poked them on the left shoulder, but appeared on yes. the right-hand side. And all I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, barbarians oh, really shocked. And they, they just ran away. I do yeah. like the inclusion of the word durst. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even sure what that means. They durst not face them. Dared to, dared not. Dared not to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. It can be Totalis Rankings Word of the Week. Yes. Durst. Yes. Verb. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> It would appear that Emilianus then invaded some Gothic territories. Not only did he fight back this Gothic horde, he followed them over the Danube and oh. uh, caused some trouble in their land. Oh, so he's, he's really taken it to them, isn't he? Yes, he is. Unless he wasn't. Oh. Yes. He managed to get some booty. We know <laughs> that for sure. <laughs> did he now? You could tell by the big grin on his face. <laughs> uh, very smuggler. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we don't know where this wealth came from. People say he got it from the Goths by invading, but there is some suggestion that he actually just started looting his own province. Not really. Which is really not what you wanted to do. No, that. not really. Oh, Elianus, you're here. Thank goodness. <laughs> Why are you carrying that sword in that manner? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I don't know, should we give him the benefit of the doubt here? No, I think he looted his own land. Really? Yeah. You're going down that road? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, they did, didn't they? they yeah. He, did, well, he doesn't want to come back empty-handed. He's probably doing it for his troops as well to bolster their sort of confidence. So. Well, their confidence was bo- bo- bolstered. 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 <laughs> that word fell apart as it came out. Yeah, uh, their troops were so encouraged by their victories, they decided there was only one sensible thing to do. Make him the emperor? Make him the emperor. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. Definitely, they declared him emperor. Emilianus realised that he needed to overthrow Gallus as quickly as possible. Because if he gave Gallus enough time, Gallus could get reinforcements from the Rhine. Yeah. Valerian would come down and save the day. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Yeah, so he knew he had to march on Rome as quickly as possible before he was outnumbered. (laughs) Okay, men, I know we normally march in a slow, orderly manner, but this time we're going to run as fast as we can. (laughs) And go! (laughs) He just runs out the tent. Everyone else just looks at each other. What? What? Does he mean now? Literally, but the whole capsule. (laughs) I've got... What a lamb roasting over there. I look out the tent and... <laughs> over the hill. <laughs> ah, I think he means it. Come on, lads, we best follow. <laughs> I'm taking the sheep with me. <laughs> yeah. So, in a political manoeuvre, at some point, probably before he legged it out the tent, <laughs> he wrote a letter to the Senate telling them that he only saw himself as a general, not as the emperor. So he would be <laughs> emperor in name, but... He wouldn't really be emperor. The Senate could look after the empire. And oh, here just love that. Here stay on the sides and just do all the fighting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't see myself as the emperor, even though I am. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't get involved with things, even though I will. Yeah. I, I see myself as a general, but I'm not. I'm the emperor. <laughs> but really, I mean, don't don't call me... Uh, well, you, <laughs> no, do call me emperor, because I am, but... Just don't think of me in that way. <laughs> No. I may now be wearing bright purple robes. And but I, I'm not going to do things like order him right there. He's now got to be executed. He's looking at me dodgily. No, no. Hugs and kisses. Your <laughs> Emperor, Emilianus. Yes, yeah. Emperor. <laughs> yeah, so he wrote that letter. Yeah, okay. The Senate moved behind him. They hated Gallus. So I thought, they oh, why not? So let's go for it. Playing hot potato at the moment, so why as well keep going with it? Why not? <laughs> Really is hot potato, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hot emperor. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yes. Or we can rank the you how sexy the emperor. Well. <laughs> is that not what we're doing with Imago Facius? Really? Is, well, yeah, it is <laughs> true. It's where my scores have been coming from. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'll quote again here. Emilianus advanced with great speed into Italy, and the armies were very near to each other. When the soldiers of Gallus, reflecting that his force was much inferior to the enemy, both in numbers and strength, and likewise that he was a negligent, indolent man, put him and his son to death, and going over to the party of Emilianus, appeared to establish his authority. So, Gallus's troops just did not want to fight. 
They, they, they don't like him though, do they? So. No. Gallus escaped for a while but was caught and killed. Aww. That is one theory. Like I said last week, we don't really know there's a chance they did meet in battle. Mm. Although my personal favourite theory of last week was he just died waiting for Valeria. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> it's any moment now. He'll be here. He will. So, yeah. So that was months ago. It's a nice, nice and easy takeover. Might yeah. have been a battle, but if it was, it wasn't a hard one. More than likely, his troops just gave him up. So mm. we've got Emilianus. He is now emperor. He's starting his own new dynasty. He's going to usher in the golden age of Rome. Is he? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? Go on, make a prediction. Well, we've also got Valerian roaming around, haven't we? Yes. I'm, I imagine he's going to come on force, you know, come, come down with a lot of army and just want the emperor well look you're just running it look you're really bad i'm the most stable person here i'm thinking of rome here i've got to get rid of you that's my theory prediction it's a, it's a good theory that's exactly what happens really yes yes yeah once victorious emilianus makes his way to rome the senate very quickly declare him emperor despite not voting him in, as consul so no. you could tell they didn't really like him that much <laughs> yeah he, he's only general though isn't he yeah, well, exactly. But he would come and go, oh, actually, emperor. <laughs> but also, he's not from a senatorial family, yes. so he's just one of these upstart people from mm. the army. Emiliano's still on his way to Rome, in his tent, probably looking through swatches of fabric to put up <laughs> his curtains in the palace. Oh, yeah. Wallpaper yeah. designs. Yeah, things like Little that. Little tester pots of paint. Yeah, just generally deciding what it's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Ordering that all that gaffer tape that was dividing the <laughs> palace in half be finally removed. Yes, the palace will no longer be heaved in twain. <laughs> so he was doing all that. Yeah. And uh, a messenger arrives. Oh. <laughs> Aren't messengers cheerful back in these days? Hello, sir. Great news. <laughs> Great news. Reinforcements are coming. Yay. Yeah. We don't have any reinforcements. Messenger goes into more detail. It, it's actually Gallus's reinforcements are coming. Oh. It is Valerian. Valerian is finally on his way. Imagine one of the soldiers going, Gallus must be spinning in his, spinning in his grave. <laughs> yes. He's waiting for months for him to turn up. <laughs> months are now. We have to build a tent around him because he wouldn't leave that <laughs> spot. Wasted away. Yeah. So Valerian's finally coming. It was decided that they could probably take the Rhine legions. Now they've got rid of Gallus's army. They're, they're the Danube legions. I mean, come on, they can take the Rhine legions. They're, they're the ones that are really good, aren't they? The Danube Valerian really sorted them out. The Danube and the Rhine legions are seen as the crack legions of the Empire. Ah. Yeah, so this is Battle of the Titans. Gallus match. <laughs> yes. Emilianus decides he can do it. He can take them on. They're the Danube legions. Come on, who can take the Danube legions? Is what he's saying to his troops. Well, they're, they're going to feel confident because they've just invaded Persia, haven't they? Yeah. The Danube legions are confident. They're confident that they were going to lose. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> As Gibbon says, the troops of Emilianus, who still lay encamped on the plains of Spoltio, were awed by the sanctity of Valerian's character, but much more by the superior strength of his army. So they went, oh, that Valerian, he's a good guy, and also he's got a huge <laughs> army coming this way. And they're all new swords, they're all sharp and yeah. shiny. So they killed Emilianus in his camp and sent a message to Valerian that they were loyal to him. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lit, that, that's it? That is it. Oh, we're scared of you. General, can I have a word, please? <laughs> Call me Emperor. Not for long. <laughs> There's no point. 
Yeah, I like to think Emilianus was halfway through his rousing speech. <laughs> it's like in Independence Day, kind of levels of rousing speech. Wind we will not blowing, go quite into the night. Blowing through his hair. Yeah. Fists raised. Yeah, leaving the pause at just the right time for effect. Yeah. And then there's just silence, apart from a very faint whistling noise that gets slowly louder. And an arrow just thuds into <laughs> <Yeah>. his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he falls to the floor and all the legions just kind of shuffle around a bit start whistling <laughs> yeah yeah so um, probably can have a few awkward coughs in there as well. yes <laughs> so that's, that's really honest he staged a coup and then there was a counter coup and he died he didn't even get to Rome he Lots was still cooing. on his way to Rome <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it's, it's... you haven't even chosen the paint yet. So when Valerian gets into the palace, he's just going to see like little blobs of paint everywhere, and you know which one do I choose now? I know. All in grey. He sounds like a grey kind of guy to me. Well, we'll find out because that's, mm. he's our next emperor. Yeah. However, short episode. Okay. Last time we had someone this short, we decided to look in a little bit more depth into the plaguey deafiness. Mm. So this week, I've chosen something different. Ooh. The economy. Ripping. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not as long as the uh, the plague one, but this is okay. important. In the same way that um, it's hard to get your head around how hugely impactful the plague was, mm. it's also very easy to skip over how damaging the economy falling apart was. Well, yeah. yeah. Because, again, you kind of sucked into the stories of battles. So let's have a look at what's going on with the economy, shall we? Yeah. Try to look vaguely excited. I, I am. Let me just have another sip of this drink. <laughs> Dull the pain from that. Should we not call it economy? Should we give it a new name so it sounds more exciting? Um... Um, hope it is that they leave this long pause actually happening. It will double the length of the episode. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. That'd be yeah. good. Um, Sister C. Limitus. <laughs> Limito. Okay. S- Sister So Limito. Yes, we we'll call it that. Okay. So this Sister C. Limito section. Yeah. Here we go. Sister C. So Limito. What were there being very few sources during this time we're covering at the moment? Yeah. Uh, we have to rely a lot on archaeological discoveries and, ah. of course, coins. Yes. So there's been a lot of coins. study into the coins of yeah. this period of Rome. Because that's about all we've got. Yeah. yeah. So let's have a look at what the Roman economy was like. Romans at the time were using various types of coins. Yeah. They're being produced in such high quantities that the smelting process is detectable in the ice in Greenland. Wow. Yes. The highest levels until the Industrial Revolution that humanity ever achieved. So this is probably the first time then you've got sort of industrial level making yes. or something. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, see, there you go. Interesting yeah, facts. I'm interested now. Yeah, we're good. We're golden. Yeah. So were the coins. <laughs> did you like that tag? I, I did. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Gold Sweet. coins. <laughs> Gold coins were... <laughs> oh, I've ruined it now. <laughs> it was so smooth. Now I'm just laughing at myself. Right. Gold coins were rare and used very little by people. That's, that's that's sort of like the fifty pound notes, isn't it? Exactly. Or hundred dollar yeah. bills. You know, yeah. Go it, well, it'd be even closer apparently to something like a two hundred, three hundred pound mm-hmm. note. Okay. It's just you would not be using that to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, imagine the change. Well, yeah. Do you think they had that in shops? You know, they'll sign saying no gold tokens accepted here, no gold coins. 
Yeah. Because you haven't got the chill. And if no. you try, if you find a place that does accept a gold coin, they get a UV pen out and write on yes. it. Yes. And yeah. shine on and it. And a little blue light. Black they light look thing. at you really suspiciously for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This might not make sense to anyone not in England. Yeah. We have a £50 note in this country that no one ever, ever uses. I think I've only ever seen two in my life. I've seen one from behind a pane of glass at a train station. I've never held one. Uh, I worked in a shop where someone tried to use one and, oh, the commotion it caused. <laughs> the panic. <laughs> People running screaming what from the shop. What is it? What is it? Run away. Yeah. They're only used by, I don't know, people who work in the city or drug dealers, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> Roll up those fatties. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so gold coins were rarely used. Silver coins were used far more frequently. Mm. And brass and copper and other base metal coins were used yep. in a small change. So was everything based on the gold standard? Um, the gold and silver coins had a ratio that was kept yeah. to keep them together. The base coins were a bit more free-floating. Yeah. Um, and... As we'll see, that causes mm. some problems. The coins weren't flat, like ours, but slightly curved, mm. which is nice. I'm guessing that was in the making process, though, because they, they were. I'm, I imagine they were hammered. Yes, in the process, because old coins were. Yeah, um, they're also slightly larger than the stamps. Well, stamp. yeah, because the metal would squish out. I reckon they'd also make sure that it was large enough mm. to put. Stamp yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. So they were so slightly larger. Now this led mm. to the first problem with the currency. Yes, you're doing snipping motions. Yeah. This is called clipping. Yeah. There's nothing stopping people from shaving the edge of their coins off to slowly collect tiny quantities of gold and silver. But do it enough, you'll end up with a new coin. That's happened in this country as well. Free money. That's why they took they devalued the coin, take the gold and silver out, that's what people were doing. Yeah, well, that's why <laughs> you've got that little machine in the corner there. Yeah. I'm almost at a million pounds now. And that fake printing press. Shh. You're still struggling it's... with those new £5 notes. I am, yeah. Yeah, another currency news in England. We have Australian £5 notes now. I've actually owned an Australian £5. Do you want to see it? Oh, yeah, go on. On air, on air. It's nicer, isn't it? I like it. I like it. It's a lot of the notes in... Um, yeah, a lot of them in the Mexican notes are plastic as well. Oh, yeah, so they are. So, yeah, we finally caught up with the rest of the world and used plastic notes. Mm. Four or five pound notes, and oh, ten and twenty pound notes are still chipped out of wood. <laughs> yeah, so one one oak tree per note. Yes. So of course, uh, back to the clipping. Clipping yes. was obviously illegal, but almost impossible to stop. Yeah. So unless you actually caught someone in the act <laughs> doing it, you couldn't really prove it. Yeah, because money changes hands so often. Yes, exactly. Probably weren't many people in the middle of the market with a huge pair of like garden shears just <laughs> chopping coins in half. Yeah. But eventually, these coins were weighed instead of counted because people were chipping away so much off the coins. People stopped counting coins and just weighed them instead to get the value. Yeah, yeah. Problem with this is just undermines the whole system of coinage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. A slight problem, but it's by no means the biggest. Plus, you wouldn't have a set standard of weight, I'm guessing. Or if you did, it'd be very, it'd vary between yeah, it's like, an, streets, probably. It's not ideal. No. Even if you've not studied economics, mm. you can tell that's not going to be good for your, nope. your currency. However, there's a far bigger problem than this. Let's go all the way back to the start. Augustus. <gasps> Remember him? Yes. Under him, the silver denarii had 97% silver in it. Wow, that's high value. Mm, high value. Due to shortages in the metal, 
and the need to pay the army, this was lowered to 75% by the time we get to Severus. Yeah. That's quite a long period. Yeah, yeah. But we're down to 75%, which is a shame. Mm. People are not stupid in ancient times, despite the fact people <laughs> like to think they were for some So they reason. didn't have computers. Yeah, how could they do anything? <laughs> they were able to detect the fact yeah. that the coins had been devalued. The emperor solved this problem by ordering that everyone using the coins, just treat them as the same value as the 97% coins that were still in circulation. Yeah. So those old Augustan coins is worth the same as these new ones, even though they have less silver in them. Honest. Hmm. Yeah. However, they did specify one thing. If you're paying your taxes, you have to pay with the 97% silver coins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the government weren't so stupid that no. they were going to yeah, take care your own stuff. Yeah. Use whatever you want. Use bits of wood with a face painted on it. I don't care. <laughs> but you're going to give us the good coins, all right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect solution. What could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah. Said a five-year-old. <laughs> People started, obviously, hoarding those early coins that were just clearly more valuable. First example of coin collecting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this reduced the amount of coins in circulation. Yep. That's not what you want. Also, obviously, merchants started charging more for their produce. They wanted mm. the same amount of silver, not the same amount of coins. Yeah. Yeah. So, inflation. Yay. Yay. Also, interestingly, the weight of the gold coins were reduced to make sure the ratio between the gold and silver was maintained. So despite the fact that the gold coins were still high gold content, they were yeah. getting smaller and smaller. But the size of the coin. Yeah, so okay. they weren't worth as much because the silvers weren't worth as much, despite yeah. the fact that officially they were. Yeah, it's all starting to get a bit messy, isn't it? This sounds really bad, doesn't it? It doesn't sound great because everything's devalued. Yeah. Including now, what you're trading with as well. If this was happening right now, yeah. we'd be in trouble. Because yep. our society is all based around money. And willing to every country in the world. Yes. It's not actually so bad for the average Roman on the streets back then. Because mm. most people didn't receive money for work. You, you didn't really get a salary. You were given land or you were given goods for okay. your labour. So it didn't really have as big an impact. So money was used for convenience. A <laughs> farmer might sell some surplus grain. Yeah for a silver coin, and then immediately go and buy some, like a cow, for that same silver coin. Okay. That silver coin wouldn't be seen as something to hold on to, it would just be, rather than take all my grain to the cow place. Yeah. <laughs> so, all that changed for the average farmer then was instead of taking one silver coin, you were now taking two or three silver coins. Yeah. It didn't really make much of a difference, you still sold your grain and you got your cow. Hmm. So it's not too bad. No, it's just like now, like when we used to get on a bus. I used to be able to pay pay one pound one pound for a bus journey. Yeah. But now it's two pound two pounds twenty in the new year. Oh, what's that? Mm. The same thing, but paying more because of inflation. Yes, but my point is they wouldn't have seen it as paying yeah. more, whereas you do. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah that so yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. Moving on. Meant. Moving on. You can cut that if you want. <laughs> I'll let let you decide. <laughs> okay. I'll see how kind I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> this would all be okay if it wasn't for the fact there was a very important section of society that were paid in coin. And that is, of course, the army. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. After Severus, the army were not bringing any more money through conquest. In the early days, the armies were going and invading and bringing yeah. back lots of money. So they, <clears throat> the army was value for money. They yeah. produced money. 
Yeah. Whereas now, they're costing a huge amount of money, and they're bringing nothing in. They're just maintaining the land. Not... Yeah. Plus, the gold and silver mines from the early empire were all starting to dry up. Oh, dear. Yeah. You may have been wondering, over the last few episodes, how the empires kept paying the troops. Quite yeah. a while, I've been saying they couldn't afford to pay, they were stone broke. They probably didn't, did they? Well, they did, but increasingly, silver coins were devalued over this time, so they could pay the troops. So this is aluminium. <laughs> no, it really did get to that point. Really? <laughs> it did. Yes, the army demand, demanded more money, the emperor couldn't pay more money, devalued the coins, paid the troops. The troops, seeing that the coins were devalued, demanded more money, and so on and so on. It was a vicious cycle. Mm. Caracalla, if you remember, doubled the pay. The yes, he did. Foolishly. Then Thrax, if you remember, did so again, oh. somewhat insanely. The only way to pay them was to make coins with less and less silver. Mm. Caracalla did do one thing, um, worth noting. He introduced a new coin, replacing the denarii. Okay. Yes. He claimed it was worth double the denarii, uh, but it was actually only worth 60%, roughly. Yeah. So, it was a slightly more clever way of saying, this coin, by the way, is worth the same. This is a brand new coin, and it's worth twice as much. See, you can fool people, maybe. Yeah. It didn't really work, though. Oh, okay. The silver denarii died out at this point, and this new coin was used. Okay. But it was it was just the new silver coin. Yeah. By Alexander, this coin only had 50% silver. Hmm. We're now down to half. If you remember, Alexander wasn't that long ago, was it? Not really. No. By Emilianus's reign, the coins were only a few years from reaching 2%. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's... Almost. That's pretty much zero. It was really. just a silver wash that went over the coins. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> over a sort of a wood chip. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They had become next to useless, but it was the only way to pay the army. It just wasn't working. The base metal coins had just become completely worthless, obviously, by this mm. point, so they were no longer used. Forgeries were very common at this time, because yeah. it became easier to forge coins, plus more people needed coins. Some official forgeries, under leadership of some enterprising people, realised that there were coin shortages going on. <laughs> Let's print some more money, they said. Oh, no. Yes. Don't do that. <laughs> so they just made extra coins to make up for the lack of coins for a while. Why not? Yeah. So that is what's going on with the economy right now. Oh dear. So we're, we're bordering on hyperinflation now. Uh, yes. Okay. This, don't forget, is going on while everyone's dying of the plague. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Quick, and... let's pay for medical. Oh, no. <laughs> and the Persians are invading, and the barbarians are invading. And... Brilliant. So yet another sense of how utterly rubbish everything is. Yeah. So there you go, that, that's it. That's the... Uh... Well, at least Emiliano's sorted it, isn't it? No, no, he didn't, did he? Shall we, shall we rank him, Emilianus? Is there a point? Not really, but let's do it for consistency's sake. Okay. Fightius Maximus! Okay, good. He fought back the Goths for a bit. Yeah. He might have invaded Gothic territory, but then, equally, he might have just looted his own province. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he may have defeated Gallus in battle, but it's more mm. likely he didn't have to. And that's all we've got. Okay. Um, well, it, it depends on what or how we look at this, because if he did invade and he did defeat Gallus, that's going to bunk his score up a little bit. Yeah. 
to about three. Yes. If he didn't, it's going to be about one. Oh, I think he, I think he deserves something because obviously he did actually do some fighting. He was a general. Yeah. He was a general, and he did defend the province enough for his troops to declare him as emperor. Yes. But uh, it's not that impressive. No. Is it? Two. Yeah, I'll go for two as well. So that's four for Fantius Maximus. Doing well. Approvium Crazium. Nothing really, apart from the fact he thought that being the emperor was a good idea. I was going to say, yeah, he became the emperor. <laughs> yeah, which at this time is a crazy thing to do. Stephen Valerian's going, this, you know, just before. No way. No. However, did he? Don't know, did he? Did he want to be the emperor? This is the question. And this is where I introduce theory number one for the rapid Ooh, like cycle of emperors at the moment. Yeah. The troops on the frontiers at this time in history were from the frontier that they were fighting. Yeah. 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 So the Danube troops were from the Danube. Their family was there. Their homes were there. The empire was being attacked from multiple fronts and emperors needed yeah. their soldiers to move around a lot. Yes. But the troops did not want to move to another province just to find out that Johnny Barbarians killed his wife and burnt down his home. Yeah. So they wanted to stay where they are. What's the best way to make sure you don't have to move? Keep fighting there. Ah, but how do you get to keep fighting there? Keep the emperor there. How do you keep an emperor there? By choosing the emperor yourself. Yeah, yeah. but they, they still go back to Rome, though. Yeah, but that was a, a minor detour. Go back to Rome. Claim... Didn't make it, of course. No. <laughs> so... Armies at this time, not wanting to move around, were just declaring their generals as emperor, and then when that new person was in charge, mm. would get to stay where they are because the emperor would look kindly on that legion and wouldn't want to move them around. That's a fair point, yeah. So that's one mm. reason, possibly, why all this was going on. It was the uh, troops not wanting to move around. So there's a, a good chance that Aemilianus falls into the, the Gordian... One and two category, and possibly the Decius category of not actually wanting to be emperor but being forced yeah. into it. Fair enough. Yeah. So, and that's all we've got. Yeah. So he might have wanted to be an emperor when he really shouldn't have wanted to be one, but we don't know for certain. Mm. I, don't, I can't give him much though. Maybe two because he became emperor. I'm only going to give him one. Right. I think. I'll, I'll stay in my two. That's three then. Success, Success Ultimus. Ultimus. <laughs> <laughs> Is pretty much what I've written down for good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Bad. I've got a quote. Okay. Yes. Eutropius. This is possibly my favourite quote of the entire series so far. Aemilianus came from an extremely insignificant family. <laughs> His reign was even more insignificant, and he was slain in the third month. And that sums him up. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's a thing where, as well, if he hadn't have been emperor, we wouldn't have missed a beat. Would we yeah, really? Really would not. Um, it's, it, it's, it almost makes no difference. It doesn't. He has no Anything. impact whatsoever. And arguably he made it worse because he's continuing the cycle of emperors going round and round. I'm going to give him nothing. Which I know we rarely do unless it's Commodus levels are bad. But he killed an emperor who was arguably starting to get somewhere just so he could be killed just afterwards. I'm going to give him one. Okay. Because I'd feel too mean. <laughs> Oh, I, I suppose he did. You know what I mean? He he did. He successfully staged a coup, didn't he? Yes, that's true. So we can have your point for that. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So one. Image of Okay. You will be amazed to learn that no one had time to put a bust <laughs> together. <laughs> well, at least not a reliable one. So we've only got a couple of coins. What do you think he looked like? 
Ah. Do it a side view, won't I? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> in profile. Looking a bit like Pac-Man. Oh no, he's got a nose now. Very long nose, in fact. Oh, bit of beard, bit of a goatee. Hair. A sheep on his head. Oh no, that's the start of a sack. I've been forgetting to put mentally inside my head the Father Christmas hat How on could him. you? Oh no. I'm just going to have to do it when I listen back to it whilst editing. It can be bonus Christmas episode then. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay, Let's see how close it's you are. It's like you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. There we go. Oh, he's got a beard. He's yes. got a nice, he's got a, just a neatly trimmed beard. He's got quite short hair. On one of his coins, he's got Poseidon-style crown thing. That's rays coming off his crown. Yeah. Again, we're going into the whole halo kind of. Yeah, it didn't help him, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, yeah. Um, just looks like a man, really, doesn't he? He doesn't look like an emperor, though. No. He's very forgettable. He is, isn't he? One. One for the crown. Yeah, one. I'll give him one, so that is a total of 0 0.25 for Imago Facius. No, no, sorry. No, it's not. Because <laughs> we're giving one each. It's 0 0.5, isn't it? Yep. Yes. Tempo completo. If you were paying attention to the quote, you already know how long he lasted. Three months. Yes, there we go. <laughs> So I didn't want to ruin it for you, but that quote was too good to leave out. He lasted three months of sitting in a tent choosing his wallpaper yep. before he was run through. Yeah. Yeah, so that is 0 0.25 of a year, which gives him a total of 0 0.03 for Tempo Completer. Mm. That's a grand score of 8.53, which seems impressively high for someone who didn't it know does actually he did less than, than why oh he got some for fighting though didn't he i guess he did do why. some fighting and yeah i think we're a bit generous for crazy maybe but well, we'll stick with that yeah let's stick, stick with, with that. that okay well well done then i suppose emilianus yeah well done to you right and that's the last one in part one of the crisis but we also haven't <laughs> whole point of the podcast why did i forget <laughs> It's almost as if it's a, Rob, it's not a foregone conclusion. We have to discuss this, okay? Oh, here so we go then. Let's see if he does. Let's roll the soundbite. Do they have a certain Genesisar? No. So that was. <laughs> Emilianus. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm assuming you agree with my Nova. Well, actually, it may surprise you. I think he has some redeeming features. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, join us next week. <laughs> Yes, okay, so that, as I was about to say, was the last of the part one of the crisis, where everything is falling. So we're now at rock bottom? Well, not quite. <laughs> it does get worse, but we're now about to hit two emperors where, in their reign, mm. it hits rock bottom. Oh, okay. And it's interesting stuff. And okay. it's looking forward to the next I'm two. Intrigued. Yeah. Okay, so some thank yous first. Thank you to the Rex Factor, a yes. uh, great podcast, and, and uh, please listen to them. They allow us to use their format, so thank you for that. And also, they have just released their merchandise. Yes. Ooh, it's exciting. You can go and buy mugs and stuff designed by yours truly. By you. Unless you have another yours truly. No. Yes, yeah. I've, I've been doing some work for them. It looks so, really good. So if you go and buy a mug, it's Rex Factor mug, but you know, there's been a little sprinkling of Totalus Rankium put in there. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Nice yeah. to know. I even used some of the same paper textures oh, did as you? on our logo. Have you watermarked Tyus Rankin <laughs> on all the images as well? I haven't made it, so 
when you pour hot water into the oh, milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the X Factor logo changes into Totalis Rangium. Fantastic. Yes, that might not be true. <laughs> Buy one and find out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Thank you to Scott Rowland and his Roman and Byzantine history group. I said it wrong last time. Again? Yeah. We really need to find out what this other group is and point out we keep giving them free promotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably millionaires by now. Yeah, you're great. And of course, we'd like to thank you, the listeners. And we have a list of all the countries that have been downloading us, so we're going to thank the countries in order that they download. Yeah, so the winners are... United States, thank you very much. Yeah. Followed close by United Kingdom, then Australia, Canada, Ireland, Sweden, New Zealand, Germany, Norway, Thailand, Hong Kong... Guernsey, well Denmark. Done, Guernsey, yeah. so high. Guernsey, we've got there's zero point six two percent of our listeners. <laughs> Denmark, Greece, Zambia, ne- the Netherlands, Italy, Belgium, Austria, Lithuania, France, Portugal, Singapore, China, Poland, uh, Laos, People's Democratic Republic. I'm guessing Mexico, Turkey, India, Russian Federation, Spain, Japan, Namibia, Philippines, Switzerland, the Republic of Korea. I'm, I'm guessing South Korea. <laughs> Serbia, Peru, Romania, Vietnam, South Africa, Taiwan, Cambodia, United Arab Emirates, Angola, Cyprus, Fiji, Croatia, Israel, Malta, Barbados, Brazil, Finland, Hungary, St. Kitts and Nevis, Luxembourg, Monaco, Macau, 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 if you're from there tell us how it's said, (laughs) Albania, Guam, Cayman Islands, Rwanda, Slovakia, Uruguay, and His Holiness, the Pope in Vatican City. Yes, we have one download from the Vatican City, and since only one person lives in the Vatican City, we can easily deduce that the Pope has been listening to us. So, so thank you, Your but Holiness. Actually, I did a little bit of research. Oh. I say research, I happened to see an article that mentioned this this week. The old Pope, the one that retired, Yes. Pope Benedict Cumberbatch? What's his I name? I think there isn't... The one now is Benedict, is no, it's Francis, isn't Francis, it? Francis, yes, you are, yeah. Yeah. Pope Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. Yeah, the old Pope. Um, he still lives there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's So nice. there's two Popes in the Vatican, so one of them is listening. Maybe the retired one, he's got more spare time. That's true, yeah. yeah. But thank you to the Pope for listening. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, and uh, our sign-off. Merry Christmas. Oh, of course. Ho, ho, ho. Hi. Bye. <laughs>
I can smell it from here. Oh no, sorry, I missed the one at the top, tuna. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And it is called fish pickle. Yeah. Right. So we've got oh, two man. quite well. I don't know. You, you are looking very depressed. I don't like seafood. I don't, I don't like, like seafood. seafood. It smells horrible. Well, let's let's describe this first one, shall we? Let's go back to the um, the something nut one. It's just called eggs and nut. Yeah. What what, what should we call it? Call it a pickiest. We'll call it a pickiest. I call it that. So we've got two boiled eggs cut into halves to kind of make a sort of egg bowl. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very nice presentation. Yes. And then we've got this stuff that looks almost like Cuscus. uncooked stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, let's do this. Here we go. Here, have a fork. So I'm much happier about trying this one. Is it the less fishy one, isn't I'll, it? I'll have a bit of egg with this one. I'll have a bit of egg. Okay, here we go. Okay. That's a lot of egg. <laughs> You've got a very small piece, Rob. That's not fair. Get more. I'm, I'm savouring it. <laughs> No, it's fear. <laughs> Only fear holds you back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to smell first. Oh. Smells of... Eggy. Egg. Oh, I can do with mm. egg. Yeah, I can do with egg. Oh, okay. Let's go. Two, one. Mmm. Ooh. You know what? That's really nice. That is really nice. That is very Ooh, nutty. Mm. Very nutty, very eggy. Mmm. I'm going in for a second scoop. I got a twang. I'm getting a twang of fish, though, at the end. Are you? I didn't get a twang. Maybe I need more of this... Uh, Stuff that's in the middle. Very nice though. Like the the honey's really very sweet. Mm. And the nut, lots of nuts. I think they're almonds. They I, apparently um, my wife was telling me these pine, pine nuts was the most common nuts to have in Rome, ancient Rome. Pine nuts were around more. Mm. Not almonds, but well, we could get their almonds. Pine nuts are expensive. Pine nuts, coconuts. Mm. Just trying to think of other nuts. We'll put the recipe up. We'll, well, we'll put the ingredients up. Oh, we, we, we can ask Becky for the recipe. Yeah, I'm sure true. she'll give it to us. Yeah, we'll put the recipe up on mm. our website. So if you want to try some homemade, slightly peppery, nutty, eggy stuff, mm. then, then go and check that out. Right, you're not looking forward to this nope. one, are you? What should we call this one? Fish Your pickle. wife has just called it Fish Pickle. It needs a better name than that. Caracella's Despair. <laughs> Caracella's Revenge. <laughs> so, oh, man. you see, I like tuna, and this seems mostly tuna, so I think this one's going to be all right. You hate tuna. I, I hate... Yeah, I'm so, going to get a big chunk. I'm not going to be a wimp. It looks like tuna with bits in. That's my description. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think it's pretty It smells accurate. like... It's all brown. And... It smells like tuna. Oh, it smells, yeah. I can smell vinegar, quite vinegar, strong vinegar. Yeah. Okay, we ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> be brave. Three, two, one. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> You seem sad. Look, there's quite a lot of mint in there. That's quite a lot of mint, isn't there? It hides a lot of the taste, but no, that almost made me gag. Right, that is absolutely fine. That tastes like minty tuna, which is bizarre, but mm. I think your dislike is just because of the fish. Yeah. 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 I do love the fact that oh. your wife has now prepared four things for us. Yeah. And three of them have had fish in, even though she knows how much you despise fish. Well, I, I said make fishies to go. All, all they had, uh, most of the ingredients were made with something from a fish in some way. It's a lot of garum, a lot of fish, a lot of seafood. Not many uh, shellfish though, not much shellfish. That's probably more of a delicacy. Can she do ostrich brains next? I'll, I'll see. <laughs> so we can get a hold of. <laughs> they, they, oh no, it's peacock. Peace. Peacock peacock brains, brains, wasn't yeah. it? They've got peacocks in Wild Castle. <laughs> it's a grab one, grab one and run! <laughs> Let's go! Yeah. 
Actually, one stole my sandwich one, so I wouldn't mind that too much. See, again, listeners, not in England. Warwick Castle is a, a massive castle not far from us. Hmm. It's in Warwick. Because we live in a country that has history. And uh, <laughs> the Americans are learning less than. They don't know any better. And surrounding the castle, there's lots of peacocks on not guard, guard duty. <laughs> <laughs> they took over in the 70s and we've not been able to root them out since. No. Yeah. They made a stand. <laughs> So now they just steal our sandwiches when we have a picnic there in the summer. Yeah. So one, it jumped on the table and took the sandwich almost out of my hand. What, peacock did? Yeah, peacock. They, wow. They, they just devour food because they, they, they're used to it now. <laughs> they've sort of, they've learned. <laughs> they're learning. <laughs> they're organised. I'm happily still eating this fish. Yeah, please do. Fish thing. It's it's nice. I'm liking it. Caracella's, what do you call it? Despair. Something like that. Final question then. Shall I see that? No. To neither? I, I, no, I wouldn't give it a second one. It was very... Actually, no, actually I would. I prefer it to the last one, actually. We gave the carrots to Janice yeah. and that egg one definitely was better than the carrots. Yeah. Okay. I'll give I'll give the egg and the nuts. Yeah, I'm giving the egg and nuts one, Janice. Okay. The tuna one was nice, but it was tuna that was slightly minty. I don't think I think you need a bit more than that to get Janice. And mm. also, after tasting these two, I'm taking the carrot one away. Really? Yeah. You you take that entree away from the Yeah. From the Golden Palace. I am. I'm going to replace it with... Well, I don't know, they're quite nibbly, though, aren't they? They could quite... Yeah, so it's like a yeah, an entree, isn't it? Yeah. Carrot serve? Okay, the carrots can stay. Okay. We'll serve the egg, serve the egg and nuts as well. All right. This is good. Mm. All right. Thank you for listening to us for when in Rome. Yes, yeah, so us talking about weird food again. Seriously, can we do wine and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> to our festive edition of Totalis Rankium, Roman M... No. <laughs> I think by now I should know the name. <laughs> <You don't>. <laughs> Hello! 